Hey, welcome again to the Jane Ross Talk Shit Podcast. Uh, like we said on Tuesday, this episode is the second half of our conversation from this week. Uh, this time, it's all about going clear and the Church of Scientology. We hope you enjoy it, and thanks for listening. People are sheep. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, speaking of sheep, uh, yeah. Like... Our next topic, uh, going clear. Uh, so this documentary aired last Sunday, so not not on uh, not on the fifth, but it was uh, it, not on Easter. Mar- Mar- yeah, not not on Easter, <laughs> but it was on March thirtieth. That was probably a smart move, HBO. Probably, but I mean, you know, oh, maybe it's not, not like it's know. offending is... Christians. Yeah, this might be like like a Christian Super Bowl, really. This documentary because <laughs> Scientology does not look good. No. So if you haven't watched. This documentary, uh, I I implore you to go watch it. Uh, it's fascinating. Uh, it's terrifying. And sure. uh, it's a horror film. If you, Friday if, the Thirteenth. This you, will scare the shit out of you. If you have HBO Go, like watch it now. But uh, otherwise, like you know, if you want an idea, it is about Scientology, and it's all about. Uh, well, it's about a lot of things, really. Mm-hmm. Like it's. One of the things that impressed me about it was that it covered so much ground, and mm-hmm. it didn't feel like it was just jumping from one thing to another randomly. Like yeah. it, everything felt like it flowed, even though it's like they cover L. Ron Hubbard's history, which is insane, yeah. and uh, they covered yeah, the abuses by the church and Sea Org and David Miscavige, Miscavige being just a sc- the devil, a s- psychopath. He's the devil. Like, and, that is the devil. Yeah, and the IRS fights, which are insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way that they handle celebrities, which is again just nuts. Yeah. Like again, allegedly. Like sure. It, but, but the thing I did like about it, they have some pretty credible witnesses. They have cr- both credible witnesses, and they have a lot of them. Yeah. Like it would be one thing if it's like two guys who got together and were like, "Let's take down these sons of bitches after we left," but. All these people have stories that line up, and that's what I was gonna say. Because like, 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 uh, I think her name was like, like Shaky or Spanky or whatever. Sp- yeah, yeah. For some reason, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like um, John Travolta, uh, you don't ex, see her. Yeah, like, you, yeah. PA her, supporter or whatever. Yeah, she her, was. Her, 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 his ex, spiritual enlightener or something. Yeah, she shit. did. She just worked with him a lot. Yeah. I guess. And uh, and she left in 1987, and then you don't see her the rest of the DVD or documentary. Yeah, I, was like, I really like that because really she has nothing else to say after 1987. Right. Uh, at least, not, I mean, she could form an opinion. Yeah, I think they drop in her briefly, like for yeah. a couple talking heads, but her story is basically done at that point. Yeah. Uh, now, have you seen any of the stuff the church tried to release to counter the documentary? No, I haven't. So, like, well, first well, of all, I need, I want to watch it though. So yeah, check it out sometime. Yeah. Uh, it's there's some crazy is it on YouTube shit. or something. Yeah, I mean, if you just if you search or do a Google search for like Scientology response to going clear, you'll probably find multiple articles. They they released like six or seven, I think seven different uh, like eight or nine minute long videos just discrediting the people in the documentary, mm-hmm. and they're not. Like, it, I watched one of them, and I kind of read what the rest were about, because I really just don't I want to spend more than an hour on Scientology propaganda. Sure. <laughs> but, yeah, they'll, it's just so shitty and so petty. Like, yeah. some of it some of it is, like, you know, trying to... Just trying to make it... Control. Yeah, well, and try to, like, make the people seem like they might not be credible sources. But most of it is just being, like, catty about people. Yeah. Or, or like, like, Paul Haggis is one. 
Uh, because, you know, Paul Haggis wrote Crash, and he he wrote an early draft of Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, like, I, I don't really care. I don't think Crash is a very good movie. But I still think, like, his testimony is fascinating. Yeah. Uh, so, like, the church releases a thing where his sister, who, you know, is still a church member... Uh, is just openly shitting on him and his ability as like a as a writer. She's like he's just a hack and not a talent. And he got lucky with two projects in a row, and so now he thinks he's this big shot. But he's just yeah, he's he's he has no talent and he's a, a liar. Like he's a compulsive liar. He just lies about everything. And when they interviewed him for the book, uh, you know, he was just hoping it would help his help him. You know get some fame back or get some attention he didn't care about the church he was it he only talked about scientology because that's all they wanted to talk about in the book rather than it's like well yeah it's a book on scientology <laughs> and he agreed to talk about it obviously that's going to be the subject and not his career but but yeah then one of the guys they tried to bring like domestic abuse stuff up and uh like all the all the real dirt they have on these people or most of it is stuff that they talk about, again, in the documentary where they audit these people uh, so they get all their secrets in one place and then they can just dig through that. So if they ever leave, they're like, well, you did this and this and this and this and they have all their dirty little secrets. So shitty. It's awful. But yeah, like trying to... One of the guys, they're like, well, he started a cult after Scientology. Uh, He was just trying to compete with that. And if like I did research because I'm like, I want to know what they're actually talking about. It's not a cult. It was a group of deprogrammers, which are people who go and try to help people who have been indoctrinated in cults and rational, like reason with them as to what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. And like there have been people in like the in the past, like deprogrammers who went too far, basically people who uh, like would actually kidnap or would like take people and like hold them and be like, no, this is what's going on, and try to isolate them from that group. And yeah, like kidnapping's pretty fucked up. You don't want to do that. But, like, the church is, like, trying to take any of that and, like, put it on this group, even if they never did that. So they're, like, they're deprogrammers. Deprogrammers use kidnapping and all these uh, illicit methods to, you know, uh, mess with people's heads and brainwash them, which is hilarious (laughs) coming from the Church of Scientology. But, yeah, so they're... Oh, and one of my favorite things, uh, like, some of the head publicity people, like, Mm -hmm. I forget their names, but the one guy who, you know repeatedly said while he was with the Church of Scientology that, you know, no abuses were happening, even though he knew they were because he thought he was helping oh, the church. Oh, yeah, yeah, The guy who quit, like, right after that uh, that BBC interview. Right. Uh, I forget his name. Too. Right. So oh. that guy and a couple others are like, well, these people are admitted liars. You're going to believe admitted liars' testimony? And it's like, wait a minute, but the lies they admitted to telling were lies for the church that the church had them tell. So if the church is calling them admitted liars and using that as a reason not to believe them, then the church is admitting that those were lies, that yeah. those things are going on. So it's like, by your own reasoning, yeah. <laughs> you're guilty or of Or lack things. thereof reasoning. Right. No, they're, they're, they're crazy people. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Um, they're, they're outside central casting every time. You know, the background oh, really? agency, and they're always like, we can promise you fame and fortune. Is that what they actually say to people they don't, there? They don't okay. say it, okay. but they imply it. Because, yeah, you know, like... You could hang out with Michael Pena and Tom Cruise and all these people. Uh, and uh, and I, you, it, that's all a lie, too. There's yeah. celebrity centers. Like, the celebrities are never in the public parts of those. 
mm-hmm. they're called the celebrity centers prim- primarily because they want to draw people in thinking yeah. that they're gonna you know network with celebrities mm-hmm. when it's all bs yeah but uh yeah like which I, kind of ruins my dream of going there totally conning them and then fucking them over the second it's <laughs> just like yeah take this you fucking freaks yeah <laughs> unfortunately you need thousands of dollars to know. get to the point where you can do that that would be so fantastic though <laughs> it would be i would just have like except the, for all the lawsuits the, and like yeah <laughs> the most ridiculous audits like yeah I fantasize about having sex with Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> Shit like that. Uh, <laughs> like, I've had sex with 33 different types of farm animals. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, uh, and like give dates for all of them. So then you could be like, I have an alibi for all of these days. <laughs> yeah. I had sex with Richard Nixon. I thought that would be fun to make fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a. There's a so I wonder, I wonder if. Saying Xenu, damn it, is taking the Lord's name in vain. I don't, I don't think so because Xenu's a bad guy. Oh, he is. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, Lord Xenu, <laughs> just to catch people up, you know, for our listeners who haven't achieved OT three in the Church of Scientology, <laughs> Lord Xenu is this intergalactic like warlord guy who rounded up people from different planets within his system and uh, took them to the planet Earth. He lined them up in a circle around this big volcano. And he dropped a hydrogen bomb into the volcano and blew them all up. Mm -hmm. So then their spirits went free, and they attached to all the cave people and stuff on Earth. So all of our feelings and, you know, all our problems are reaching back to these Thetans who are all inside of us. So if we can, you know, really understand the Thetans and become our Thetans as opposed to our, like, you know, animalistic bodies, like, we can achieve so much, we can actually leave our bodies you know and have like outside of body experiences and you know we can read minds we can move things with our minds these are all things that are possible tom cruise can do this this is actually scientology and what they tell these people and uh yeah but they don't tell it to them until they reach ot3 and there takes about 100 grand (laughs) it's a lot it's not quite that much i don't think but it is thousands of dollars it's close to reach i i would say it's at least 50 yeah possibly ot3 because yeah i mean yeah those levels ahead yeah it goes up to what ot7 or something yeah i think ot7 maybe eight is the most one of my favorite details about that uh from the documentary that i didn't realize is the the story of Xenu is literally a handwritten note yeah. by L. Ron Hubbard. It's not even like a document. He just scrawled something on like a napkin practically right. and just they give it it's like check well, this out. They even said from his like his pulp fictions, he kinda like pieced together a bunch of his pulp fictions and that's the yeah. basis of Scientology. Right. He he wrote Dianetics, that was a huge thing in psychology, even though he, he claims that it's not it's not psychology. Uh, it, like it was really him taking certain ideas from uh, largely Freud and uh, and also a little bit from uh, like some weird occult people like like Crowley like a lot of the stuff he took. Well, yeah, he was in that weird cult. Oh man, like I'm reading. Became a writer. I'm reading the book. That cult was it, it. So they say it's like they call it, or they say he got involved in the occult. Uh, it's not. It wasn't like he was meeting up with a bunch of people in these like cult ceremonies. Yeah. It it was way more pathetic than that. It was like it was him and this other dude named Parsons who were both big fans of this guy uh, Crowley who you know was like really into Satanism and like you know the occult and dark <laughs> magic and stuff. So it was like he had been disbarred from the Navy for being a fuck up, 
and like was just like touring around. So he meets this guy Parsons, who he tells all these stories of his like valor and like how great of a navy soldier it was because he constantly made up these crazy stories because like he was a hell of a storyteller. This is yeah. a guy who he has the Guinness Book of World Records for the most novels, most of, published works. Yeah, mm-hmm. he he's and a thousand. That's, a that's thousand just published works. it was like two thousand. He's and it's not even like those are just the ones his name is on. Yeah, like in the book they talk about he wrote for like pulp magazines where. Uh, they would only allow a, normally allow a storyteller to write one thing a month, so he would write multiple pieces for them, and they would use pseudonyms so that it didn't look like the same guy was writing almost all their material. Yeah. Like he was nuts. He would like sweat onto the keyboard, or he's known like to type that fast and that intensely. But uh, yeah, he he was super. So he could spin a yarn, and he could tell these people that he was oh, like yeah. really important in the navy and in the official Scientology, like story of him he was this huge war hero and the navy loved him and all these other things you know that they have stacks of documents on saying that he was a fuck up was all false and like meant for the public eye if they ever saw that but really it was this hero who like when he was in the occult he was just doing that because the government was worried about the the occult and he was trying to go in undercover when really he was just kind of lost he didn't know what to do so he really fell in with this Parsons guy who, and like Parsons looked up to him so much that Hubbard just started like sleeping with his wife and like making out with her and stuff like, or his girlfriend, I guess at the time. And like, just the guy didn't care. Like he knew he was like, well, you know, well, Ron Hubbard's pretty great. (laughs) So, so they worked together. They talked a little bit about the moon baby in the documentary, right? I don't remember the moon baby. So, so they were doing these ceremonies there's a two-part thing. Oh, they wanted to basically give birth to the, the Antichrist. Antichrist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, it was they referred to as a moon baby because they had to conceive it during, like, the night cycle and, <laughs> under, like, certain incantations. So this shit gets crazy. Where <laughs> yeah. they had to find a, uh, a uh, red-haired woman who's, like, you know, I don't know. It was, like, the perfect, like, host for the Antichrist. So they had to do a ceremony to try to, like draw or summon this woman which at least according to the book was basically L. Ron Hubbard like saying these satanic incantations while this other guy masturbated onto a piece of paper <laughs> and eventually one time when they did this a woman came to their door who her side of the story is like yeah people just talked about these crazy people who did this stuff and like I was a young person I was like I, I just want to see what this is about so she went there she was a red haired woman and uh, they ended up, yeah, like deciding, all right, this is what's going to happen. Uh, or we're going to try to get you pregnant uh, with the Antichrist. So Parsons got this woman pregnant. And then they, uh, they sent like a letter to uh, Crowley, this, the guy that they looked up to. And it was like, we've got a moon baby. Like we're creating the Antichrist. And Crowley's just like he, in the book, they have like internal memos he sent to his the people he knew he's like these guys are fucking idiots (laughs) even he's like what the hell (laughs) like doesn't take them seriously at all and then they ended up you know you gotta be batshit crazy when fucking satan is cult leader these guys these guys are fucked yeah (laughs) and then they ended up aborting the baby so that's that's interesting uh i guess there are saviors the antichrist was prevented from being born uh so then yeah l ron hubbard ran off with the guy's girlfriend uh they stole his boat and ten thousand dollars 
and just took off. Oh yeah, and El- then El- they Ron got married. Was a piece of shit. Oh yeah, like his he's, story with his first wife. He's uh, a piece of shit about the part where he kidnapped their daughter and then told his wife yeah. that he cut them, uh, cut her into pieces. Yeah, yeah. And then an hour later, said, "No, she's fine. Don't worry about her." He's yeah, he's, he's insane. He's a piece of shit. Well, yeah, it, it, and I didn't talk about it too much in the documentary, but he like when he was first figuring out Dianetics, like, he really did believe in a lot of it. Like, not necessarily his sign, like, the history of Scientology and all the galactic warlords and shit, but he believed in, like, uh, that it was helping. Mm-hmm. That he was able to essentially self-hypnotize himself and, like, find these root problems and, like, work around them. Which, now, which he, in all fairness, I mean, if it, you know, different strokes are different, I mean, even John right. Travolta said it helped him. Almost... It's kind of fascinating that yeah. almost everybody who got in the, involved in the church, even like everyone they had a testimony from or testimony from, said that yeah, it helped them. Like yeah. it, part of it is probably like a lot of it is founded in other psychology, like sure. just the idea that you're reaching back and trying to understand yourself and come to you know like find peace with mm-hmm. things or put things behind you. Like the whole point is to like not erase the actual memories, but erase the feelings that come with those memories, mm-hmm. like. The feelings that hinder you. Right, right. It, they Scientology, or Dianetics in particular, uh, posits that those feelings come from events in your life, and because they're still tied to those feelings, you have to go back to that moment, like, really understand it again and experience it again, but, like, make it so that that's all in your, like, memory side of your brain, as because, like, they, they think of your brain as, like, two parts, so, like, your memory and, like, what actually happened, and then, like, all your, you know feelings about that now so they want to disassociate it all so that like once you're clear it means that you don't have those associations and you're free and your emotional state is whatever you want it to be and you know that's why you can leave your body psychically and stuff (laughs) but but yeah like i don't know i thought it was a fascinating documentary what what were some of the things that you thought were most interesting or crazy in it uh that well dianetics was on the bestsellers list mm-hmm. in nineteen in the fifties, and people were paying five hundred dollars in the fifties mm-hmm. for this shit. That's like, nuts, right? They were paying like five hundred to a grand yeah. for like a weekend seminar in the fifties. I mean, That's insane. Yeah, like I know it was a fad, but like again, it must. Must have helped certain Something. people. I mean, yeah, like people... I mean, it had to, and like that's the one thing I don't like about when people try to discredit any religion or any or whatever. Right. It's, that they're like, oh, there's like, there's nothing good about it. It's just, yeah, it's yeah. Like, no, that's no, there's no way. Right. You have to Belief sell these help people. people. Like, have, he, yeah. regardless of whether what they believe in is like the absolute real truth on an objective level, if you believe personally in something and it help, helps drive you to be a better person, then you know. Mm-hmm. Who are we to judge, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, I mean, it was just crazy. Yeah, it's, it, like, Scientology wouldn't bug me as much if they weren't essentially extorting people and then, like, abusing them. Yeah. <laughs> like, the fact that Sea Org people work, like, 30 hours at a time sometimes. Yeah, for and 30 then, cents on the dollar. Yeah. That's, I don't, I don't think there's really any world where that's okay. Right. And, like, you are exploiting people's belief and, like, yeah. insinuating that if they don't do those things, then they're less... And especially when valid. it's a tax-free... I mean, granted, when the Sea Org's... When it started, it was It was, but yeah. Well, in all fairness, it was. Right, right. You know, it was tax-free, but not legally. Yeah, like, because, I mean, it eventually became tax-free. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that was definitely shitty. 
the that whole thing with the IRS and just creating all those different lawsuits and essentially blackmailing the IRS is one of the craziest things I've ever yeah. heard. The fact that they 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 basically sued and won against the U.S. government. They yeah. forced the U.S. government to do what they wanted to do. Yeah. And, and it was weird. It was kind of like, like I, I kind of felt like the U.S. government was just like, oh, fine. Well, the way it? that they presented the documentary definitely is like yeah. the one guy is like, well, I don't know. And they're like, well, or he said, what what will we do to get rid of these uh, lawsuits? He's like, we'll drop all 2,000 whatever of them if you just make us tax exempt. And it's like, okay. It's yeah. like it's so much easier for them. And like, right. like it's a lot of money, but like in a federal government or <laughs> like on those standards, it's like not that much of a loss. And the time that they would have to take to fight all these lawsuits would be much, much more uh, valuable to them than the money that they're getting, at least, like, for a year or two from the Church of Scientology. Oh, yeah. But it's it's awful. Like, I, I, I kind of have a problem with a lot of, like, you know, tax-exempt church status stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, as well, lo- like, I guess as long as you're giving back to the community in a meaningful way. And like, you are technically a non-profit. Right, exactly. Like, if you're a non-profit, then yeah, you're tax-exempt. That makes sense. Yeah. And if you're a church, but, you know, you do work that's essentially non-profit, yes, then you should be tax-exempt. But Scientology is really not that. Like, yeah. they're playing off the idea of, you know, they're a religion, but, like, they're a for-profit religion, like a major for-profit yeah. religion. And I, I don't know. I mean, they're, if they're not... If they haven't passed, that was the other insane part. Is that at the very end, they, I mean, I'm jumping a little bit. They, mm-hmm. they say they only have fifty thousand members, but yet mm-hmm. they're worth like five billion dollars because yeah. of all the real estate they're buying. And I mean, all those numbers are sort of conjecture. Like the fifty thousand is, uh, they they talk about in the book how they came up with that, and it's probably pretty accurate. And the the money value is probably accurate, but. It's impossible to really know. Oh, well, yeah, outside of I mean, church. it's all—it's mostly investments too. So, yeah, I mean, but yeah, it's it's crazy. Like if that is the case, that's such a low membership for that amount of money. Yeah, man. Uh, it's because they have rich people, and you have to spend a ton of money to even move up, or I guess cross the bridge, as they put it in the church, right? Right. <laughs> anyway, what were you? Uh, I, I don't know. Like. Watching this documentary, I was like, "Wow, if these allegations are true, Tom Cruise is a piece of shit." Um, and uh, and I don't know how I feel about John Travolta. I don't know if he's like a yeah. They, they kind of presented him as like a prisoner. It, it's impossible to know. Yeah. I mean, it, like, yeah, the way that they put it forward in the documentary is that John Travolta probably knows these things, but they probably have dirt on him. And, and Tom Cruise, like. It, it, they, they make they, him out like oh he just has killer him. parties and has awesome stuff so he doesn't care yeah. I don't know if that's true I, de- I mean yeah they do those things for him but it might be that like he really does feel invested and also uh, like, like there's no reason to believe that he knows everything about the church or in the, what they do or believes it like he probably thinks like most church of Scientology members that these allegations are just bullshit it's liars like throwing mud at them because whatever reason like they i don't think the i i don't i don't look down on the people on the just in the church so much as the people who had knowledge of it and like are like oh yeah it's okay (laughs) like we can brainwash people we can basically not feed them tom cruise is like high up well he's high up but it's like a title like most of the church hates the fact that he is like or like a lot of the people who are really really involved in the church are 
not like publicly, but like like they've there have been things that have come out about how they're upset that Tom Cruise has such a high level without doing much, just because he's a public persona and they want him to really push it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if like he and Miscavit or Miscavige are like friends. But it it's in like a really superficial way where they push they show him all the best things about the church and like purposely make it look like this wonderful thing without letting him see like the dark side. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't think he's involved in that well, kind I hope of way. So. Uh, but I was like I was like, yeah. like Jeremy McGuire is like my favorite movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, and I can I can think someone's talented while also thinking they're a piece of shit in real life. That's but fair. I don't but like I don't these, know these I don't know Tom Cruise serious things though. Like God yeah. damn like. Yeah. It would at least, I mean, like, it takes a lot for me to be like, right. fuck his work. It would be one thing if I heard that, like, Tom Cruise himself was going to, like, that executive center where they were holding all the executives mm-hmm. and, like, beating them. And, uh, like, if Tom Cruise was literally beating people, then yeah, but I don't know. And, it, like, if he knows all about that and absolutely knows it's true and is like, well, you know, they still throw killer parties. Right. And yeah, he's a really awful person, but right. I don't know if he does know or believe any of that and you know it might be confirmation bias too like he he just loves the church and what they provide for him so when he hears those things even if there's reason to believe you know he convinces himself like no there's no way that they could really be involved in these things miss cabbage is so nice to me and you know <laughs> yeah so i got i was a little few i actually had a question sure does scientology do they believe in reincarnation then Yes, sort of. Yeah, they believe like they that your about... souls or your thetans are like kind of yeah. Because they were like talking about like the lady who had like the the nineteenth century France like aristocrat right. yes. memory or whatever. And L. Ron Hubbard thought that his soul went back. Yeah, basically uh, through the entire history of the planet up, you know, before before Zenu kidnapped him. So like that's why he had memories of all these things. He'd gotten so in touch with like his thetans history and could draw it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So they they, so they okay. essentially believe in reincarnation. But they probably call it something different. Uh, I I also love the detail about the origin story that like before Lord Zenu like took all these people on their planets, like their planets looked exactly like 1950s America because that's yeah. when he wrote the story. So their cars were like 1950s cars, and it was like a what a DC eight or whatever like it, uh, like the space plane is literally an airplane that yeah. existed at the time. It's it, it's like you'd think that you know, seventy years on like that or sixty years on I guess that sounds kind of ridiculous. But but by the time people actually hear that part of the story, it's it most of them are like, well, I've spent all this money and this has actually helped me, so it must be true. Or it's like Paul Haggis where he's like, are you fucking kidding? <laughs> like this is the most insane thing I've ever heard. But yeah, I would like to hear more of his story because like he, yeah. Because he got to OT level three or whatever. Yeah, like, there's... Like, in the 90s, and he stayed until, you he know... He was there for, what, 24 another, years? Another 25 15, years, something like that? He was there for 30. Yeah, yeah, he was there a long time. Like, he time. was there from, like, 1979 to, like, to, I think, like, 2007 or something like yeah. that. Or something like that. Yeah, I, I think he left, like, after he'd written Crash and uh, yeah. uh, Casino Royale and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, I want to know why he stayed for so long. Like, yeah, and I heard something about that with, uh, um, was it was it Spanky? Who was the one who got pregnant and, uh, like, they, like, 
she jumped in the car and they That's sped spanky. off. Yeah, Spanky. Uh, she apparently was with the church for a while after that. Really? Yeah, she left to do that, but was still involved with the church somehow. Hmm. And that, or the church, the church has been saying that too. Or like, well, that's all a lie. She never escaped. She just went and had her kid, and she was still involved with all that. But I don't know. Right. <laughs> they, there are reasons to not believe that every or everything that the Church of Scientology says. Uh, like, they're the Church of Scientology. Yeah, the, like this <laughs> entire documentary that we're right. talking about. But yeah, I'm. I've, I've been really interested in the book. I'm looking forward to read more of that because, yeah, you do just get all these little details that, like, there's only so much they can present in two hours. Yeah. It's absolutely nuts. And, mm-hmm. like, I've read, I'd read testimonies from people in Sea Org that sounded exactly like what the people on the documentary explained or described, too, where, yeah, it's basically slave labor. And they, they take kids and separate them from their family and put mm-hmm. them into it. So, like, yeah, it's children growing up in, like, this slave labor situation. It's it's horrible. <laughs> like, and it's, if it's not that bad, then, you know, why isn't there some sort of public face on it? Like, why why is all this so secretive that, like, you only hear about it in these yeah, documentaries? Like, yeah, because David Miscavige won't even answer questions and testimony no. or anything. Right, that. and the church tries to claim, like, well... We reached out to this documentary saying we'd love to be involved, and they just didn't involve us. It's Bullshit. Like, yeah, yeah, they said many times. Are you times serious? That to, and uh, I think it was Hollywood Reporter uh, did a piece after words where they contacted the church. And they're like, we want to do some fact checking on the documentary and see what what your response is. And they're like, absolutely, any questions we would love. So they asked him a bunch of very specific questions, and the church goes, well. This is such a blatant piece of propaganda that he, the fact that you even have these questions is just awful. So we're we're just going to answer them all at once by saying they're all lies. It's like, well, that's not even a response. <laughs> like, yeah. you need to actually talk about these if, things. Yeah, what if we had something good about you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, right. You know, like, they weren't. <laughs> yeah, probably not, but... The, that, the best just, thing you can say about it... I would do it. that just to fuck with them. Yeah. <laughs> like, but that's just me. Yeah, the best thing you can say <laughs> about it is that some of these people genuinely did feel like it helped them in the short run. Sure. But the longer they were with the church, the more, more poisonous it got, especially with the... the uh, the policy of disconnection and you know mm-hmm. suppressive people where uh, if there's someone in your life who doesn't believe in the church or doesn't like the church then you have to like disconnect and not talk with them again yeah. that's so horrible yeah. <laughs> like it, well and like and that's just well i mean on a smaller level that's a like people that are just so religiously fanatical anyway like yeah i've got, I've got a cut I've but got, i don't i've got some cousins who like have written me and my family out because we don't give a shit yeah we were just like yeah we don't really we're not we haven't drank the punch it kind of happens yeah with those two and i mean i i guess like i i don't i'm not intimately involved with a a, like extreme uh religion but i mean maybe that comes down from the top a little bit but in scientology they're just outright told like Mm-hmm. If there's suppressive people in your life, you know, you have to disconnect from them altogether. And the whole point of that is it makes it even harder to leave the church because your entire support system is people within the church who believe heavily in it. Yeah. So, like, anybody who might be talk to you and be like, yeah, you know, if you don't feel like it's helping you anymore, maybe you should leave. Those yeah. aren't in your life anymore. Mm-hmm. So, it, it like, yeah, there's just no one to talk to. Yeah. It's, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, because, like, that's my, like, because... Yeah, I mean, like, I got some cousins, or, like, I've even asked them, like, so if God told you to kill me, 
Mm-hmm. Would you do it? Would you do it? And like he kind of like tiptoes around it all the time, like you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, well, what, Christian? You're a fucking crazy person. Yeah. It, like if I God told me to kill any of my friends or family, I tell him to go fuck himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. I mean, he'd probably burn me to a crisp or whatever. I don't know. Whatever he does. Yeah. But. It gets, that gets to be a tricky or a weird conversation with the Bible, too, just because, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there are stories in there that are all about, yeah, yeah. You, you do whatever God tells you to. He won't make you actually do it. But. Right. <laughs> but just to show you that you have the dedication. Right, right. Just that you would do it. You yeah. know, he likes to just mess with people occasionally. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, there is a... When that is the main thing in your life, and, you know, like, everything you have to do is playing into that in some way, then, yeah, that has to supersede family. They say it does. <laughs> uh, unless, you know, like, the religion is like, well, family is everything, and that's, like, your first priority. And, you know, like, Christianity does care about family a lot. I mean, obviously, God is first, yeah. but... <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just crazy people. Yeah, crazy, crazy people who take it too far. Yeah. and Fundamentalism at its very core. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, so. yeah. So, again, very interesting documentary. Uh, if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. Is there anything else you no, had on it? No, really. I think we covered a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, fascinating and like really eye-opening yeah. to know that this is going on and it's sort of legal <laughs> no, I'm glad that finally, I don't know I'm, I'm kind of surprised at why what's opened the floodgate to finally talk about it because like yeah even Doug Stan Doug Stanhope makes a like a handful of jokes about it all the time yeah yeah like in earlier specials like 2007 right. to like 2010 he's always like because he he hates all religions he's a devout yeah, yeah. atheist He's like, man, my 17 years I've been doing comedy. I've fucked with the Christians, I've fucked with the Jews, <laughs> Islam. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, fuck, I'll fuck with Scientology when I have a better legal team. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, you uh, you saw like the South Park on Scientology way back when, right? Oh, yeah, the one that Isaac Hayes ended up quitting. Yeah, know? yeah, Trapped in the Closet. Trapped in the Closet. It's a great episode. Yeah. But, uh, it, yeah, over the credits, every name is just like... Uh, John and Jane, whatever. Like they took their names off it as a joke, kind of, because the end of it is Stan just yelling, like, "Oh yeah, bring it on, sue me, fine, sue me." And then you know there are no names or the credits, because they're extremely litigious. They have great lawyers, and mm-hmm. I mean, that's how they beat the IRS. That's, I mean, yeah, I mean, Grant, that's how they beat the IRS. I mean, we've seen it with the, that's how all these crazy play, like you know, like Westboro Baptist Church is the same way. Yeah, um, yeah. They just sue people into oblivion for, well, like... Westboro Baptist Church just, like... they I don't know about their legal team so much as they just... They don't do much other than just, like, yell at people and say shitty things all the time. Well, no, but, like, that's but, how they've gotten, like, funding. Because it's only, like, 40 people. Yeah, they've, yeah. But that's how they've become so prevalent is yeah. because they've sued a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah, I guess For, that's... like, freedom of speech rights and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, and, fuck those guys. Yeah, fuck those I guys, mean, too. Almost as much as Church of Scientology. Yeah. Because uh, uh, there are horror stories hearing the kids who escaped that, too. And just, mm-hmm. like, uh, when I went and saw Red State, like, Kevin Smith was touring with it. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, he did it in Kansas. And the Westboro Baptist Church obviously protested. And sure. he convinced the leaders to actually come in and watch the movie. But only they only stayed for, like, a couple minutes. They're like, this is trash and left. But a couple of the people in the audience were people who had been with the church. 
and that left it and they came on stage and like the last hour of it was just talking like they kevin smith didn't know they were there but like that that turned into like the whole show was just like talking to these people about the church and being inside it and getting out and like how hard it is because again disconnection your entire community is Mm -hmm. involved in that and like one of the guy or like the guy who was on stage uh, mentioned that he uh like, he had to sneak out in the middle of the night because he didn't feel comfortable, like, just leaving or telling them. So his friends came by, and they helped him, like, sneak out of the house and drive him away and stuff. And, yeah. <laughs> Colts are scary, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Seriously. But, yeah. It's just crazy that Church of Scientology exists on the level it does and has right. so much money and so many bases. That's what's, that was the most terrifying thing is that they have no overhead. Yeah. And they're just... And they're buying real estate why are they for buying, no reason why are they buying all this real i estate? read an article about that years ago where at the time like the person writing it was like they can't have much money because they don't have much membership and they're not using these for it like their take was that they were falling apart yeah. it doesn't sound like that's the not case on this it sounds like they are I mean, literally they're, lo- they're they're losing membership but they're not but their members are paying even more though and they have even more of a public face in a way mm. but yeah they're they're buying these buildings and making them look nice for no reason. It's literally just to make themselves look like they're based in all these different places, even when they don't have reason for them. Like, they're empty buildings, a lot of them. <laughs> it's really, really crazy stuff. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm sure I could go on more on this, but I I don't I don't have a <laughs> place to go specifically on it. Yeah, there's, I don't really... It's like I talked about almost too much. I talked, talked about, so... Yeah. So, thanks for listening. Yeah. Uh, it, we'll try to catch you again next week. Sorry uh, for scaring the hell out of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but really, yeah, like, I hope I hope people either watch the documentary yeah. or, or they listen to this and are like, that, was, that sounds crazy. That can't be true. And then watch it because it's pretty convincing. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of it is pretty well grounded at mm-hmm. this point. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, hopefully we'll catch you next week. Uh, we... We're going to try to record. Last week was just a busy one. Yeah, right. (laughs) Thanks uh, to life. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Yeah. Take care, guys.